0: G'day Troy Dean from WP Elevation and welcome to episode 93 of the WP Elevation podcast. Our feature guest this week is Brian Bourne, one half of Bourne Creative. We've had Jennifer Bourne, his wife, the other half on the podcast uh, a fair while ago. This time it is Brian's turn to tell us what he knows about being a WordPress consultant, what some of his challenges are and how they've built Bourne Creative we're also giving away a copy of Brian's favourite book at the moment, which happens to be Einstein's biography written by Walter Isaacson, the same gentleman who wrote Steve Jobs's biography. So stick around for details on how you can enter that a little bit later on. Stay with us. Let's Elevate. This is the WP Elevation podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the only way to teach your clients how to use WordPress. The original plugin from 2008 that puts video tutorials in your client's WordPress dashboard to teach them how to use WordPress, how to use WooCommerce. SEO by Yoast, how to use Gravity Forms, and how to set up and read their Google Analytics reports. Of course, all the videos and the written manual are updated with every stable release of WordPress, and you can now use our shortcodes to embed our videos on your own membership site and sell access to that membership site. That's right, you can create your own membership site and use all of our videos as a way of adding premium content to your membership site. The Video User Manuals plugin is $24 a month or $240 a year, and you can take the Video User Manuals plugin for a spin on all of your client sites for just $1 for your first 30 days by going to slash podcast That's videousermanuals.com/podcast and you'll be able to access the plugin there for just $1 for your first month. Support for WP Elevation also comes from Audible. Audible has over 180,000 titles in their library of audiobooks. I love audiobooks. I listen to audiobooks whenever I'm not listening to podcasts. You can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a free 30-day trial by visiting wpelevation.com slash audible. That's wpelevation.com slash audible. Download a free audiobook right now and get a free 30-day trial of audible and start enjoying audiobooks when you're not listening to our podcast. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me all the way from California, Brian Bourne. Hey, Brian, how are you? Great, Troy, thank you. Thanks for joining us on the show here. Now, of course, you are um, one half of Bourne Creative, and uh, your lovely wife, Jennifer Bourne, has been on the podcast previously, but I don't think it was she that suggested you. I think it was someone else that suggested you. I'm going to have to go back through our Trello boards and find who it was that actually suggested I get you on the call. Um... Hey, uh, just before we get into uh, talking about all things WordPress and uh, and uh, entrepreneurial stuff, uh, we have a quick uh, competition announcement this week. Uh, Brian's favourite book at the moment is Einstein, His Life and Universe by Walter Isaacson, the biographer, of course, that wrote the Steve Jobs biography as well. So we're going to give away a copy of that. Stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Hey, Brian, when you were a kid,
1: what did you want to be when you grew up? So... In the early, you know, high school days, even junior high in the first couple of years of college, I actually considered uh, becoming a lawyer and then quickly realized that that wasn't the career for me and then changed course. What
0: And what, what, what made you realize it wasn't the course for you? I think all you have to do is meet a
1: couple of lawyers and then answers it for yourself.
0: <laughs> there we go. I'll be sure to send this to a couple of lawyer friends of mine. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, was it was it the was it the nature of the work or was it the complexity or was it the stress what was it specifically that really put you off being a lawyer
1: you know i think it was just yeah when you're 17 18 years old you have a hard time envisioning what you're going to do with the rest of your life and obviously you have one idea and then circumstances change and you find yourself doing something else and that's exactly what happened with me and then i you know Changed careers dramatically and, uh, you know, stop pursuing that idea.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, when did you discover the internet and realize that, that this was going to be something that you were going to be spending a lot of time doing?
1: So on a personal level, you know, I'm old enough that when I was in high school and college, the internet really wasn't a thing. Uh, we didn't even have email as far as like college mandatory. It was optional. One of my first couple of years of college, um, and this was in the mid 90s when I got out of high school. Uh, Business wise, uh, we founded Born Creative almost 10 years ago. Uh, Next month will be our 10 year anniversary. And we started out as a just pure design company with very small amounts of web. And that was in 2005 when the company was founded, but it was just before then when we really got deep into it, when Jen was considering leaving her agency jobs and founding the company. And uh, do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? Yeah, so I had to do a little bit of research before the call to make sure I was uh, accurate. But it was in 2008 and it was version 2.7 mm. was the first WordPress version that we started working with. It's really funny you say that because that's pretty much
0: when I discovered it and uh, w- w- and when I started using it regularly. But so many people have actually quoted version 2.7 as the first time they saw the WordPress dashboard. I'd be really curious to see if we could get some data from automatic that showed kind of the adoption of WordPress from 2.7 onwards, because it seems like that was a real turning point for WordPress. And a lot of people were discovering it around about that time. What, what were you using before WordPress? Do you remember?
1: So we were using a private label content management system called light CMS, uh-huh. which is now I believe owned um, by NetSuite, but they were a independent, a development company out of Oklahoma City and we were using that as a content management system. Prior to that, we were just building static HTML websites. Mm. I remember lot, CMS. I remember
0: investigating that when I was looking at different solutions way back when too.
1: Yeah, I would say we probably built at least 50 to 75 sites on it and it was great, but there was certain limitations to the platform and we started looking around and lo and behold, there was WordPress and hit the ground running, and haven't looked back since. What do you
0: think? It, what do you think it was about WordPress that uh, that made you stick with it?
1: So first of all, it was the functionality that it provided. You know, it's kind of provided what our clients were looking for, what we wanted to use it for. Jen wanted to start blogging, and then what kept me using it besides the, obviously the increase. Uh, improvement in a platform was when I discovered the WordPress community and Mm. that really, you know, made us go all in.
0: Mm. It is quite an amazing community. It's like nothing I've ever come across before. Uh, I I kind of, in in the most respectful way, always liken it to a bit of a Star Trek convention, like, you know, people start using WordPress, they become irrationally passionate about it and they wear the t-shirts and they get the coffee mugs and they go to the conferences and they wear the cap hats and everything becomes WordPress.
1: Oh, I agree 100%.
0: Okay, um, so how, how do you, thinking about born creative now, what do you, how do you describe what you do in one sentence? How do you kind of set yourself apart from all the other WordPress agencies out there?
1: So we call ourselves a full-service design studio, providing client services that focus in on uh, WordPress web design and development, brand design, and graphic design.
0: Nice. And do you have like a particular type of client that you try to attract, or are you more of a generalist kind of workshop?
1: So we have a, definitely have a client profile. We don't niche into a, any particular industry, but our client profile, we, we like to think that we coined this term, we call it the not quite enterprise. Mm. So it's the, not the fortune 500 uh, clients, but not quite the uh, small business startups or the do it yourselfers, the people in between. You know, the small publication companies or small services companies that maybe have 40, 50 employees, or, you know, lawyers' offices, doctors' offices, or other entrepreneurs that have expanding business offerings, but necessarily aren't in startup mode that are already well established.
0: Did you when you first started out <clears throat> was that something that you were aware of or is that it, 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 like not just developing not, not just the the client profile that you've got now but even the idea of developing a client profile was that something that you were aware of right from the start or is that something that evolved out of uh, out of kind of frustration of not really knowing who it was that you served
1: No it was definitely an evolution so you know we have a you know a 10 year story behind our company and in the first You know, the first several years, it was just Jennifer on her own. I was always involved in as far as, you know, accounting and some billing practices. But as far as the front end of the business, I wasn't involved in the very early years. And the company was started out of necessity. We had uh, Jennifer was pregnant and we had a two year old and we had no way to uh, provide daycare. So we took the plunge so she could work at home and still have somebody home with the kids during the day. So it wasn't like we started out to build this grandiose vision of where we, you know, where we've got today or where we think we're going to go in the future. It was started out of necessity. So in the beginning, it was we did whatever it took to pay the bills. That way, we could keep the business moving forward. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it
0: sounds pretty like you know, it sounds like a very common um, journey and a very, I mean, it's a it's a common thread that people start out just building websites for their own projects, and then people they come across. So at what point did you think, you know, it's important that we get clear about... Because I have this conversation all the time with, with WordPress consultants who they don't know who it is that they serve the best. They don't know who their ideal client is. And they really struggle to, uh, to you know, come up with that. Um, and I'm curious, at what point did you realise that it was important?
1: So we... I yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, typically, these types of conversations internally come around after a bad experience, and it's unfortunate that's what it has to be, but that's typically what happens is that you have you work with a particular client or a particular client type, and you realize that uh, even though the product you provided was good, you just didn't mesh very well. You couldn't provide what they want, or the, the project went completely south, and you had to refund them all of their money, or perhaps there was some form of legal action that was taken against you or them. Uh, to in a contract dispute those types of situations unfortunately is what tends to lead that introspection of hey maybe we shouldn't work with this type of customer anymore who should we be focusing our efforts who should we say no to mm.
0: I, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more and i think there's a lesson in that for all of us don't wait until you're in court arguing with someone before you do this work actually take some time and sit down and think about who it is that you resonate the most with and who is going to benefit the most from, uh, from working with you because, you know, you, you go into these projects with the, you know, in, in good faith. Um, but it it just doesn't always work out and it's really no one's fault. It's just sometimes that you're just not a good, you're just not a good fit for each other. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, what do you actually spend most of your time doing in the business day to day?
1: So day to day, my time is split very evenly amongst three things. Um, The reality is probably mostly email but no so number one wordpress development sales and product management my time is split very very evenly uh in a given week it may be one thing more than the other but those are the three things that i spend the majority of my time on and uh what's the what's the one thing
0: about the business that keeps you awake at night
1: so one thing jen and i have been you know struggling with and thinking about next steps for the future is how what's the next steps for us to continue growing and to keep moving forward in a way that still preserves our values as a business partner and a family and it's important to the business and so and so so
0: specifically what areas are you looking like if you could if you could wave a magic wand and you know hire a couple of people now what sort of seats do you think that you'd want to put those people in
1: Oh, so if I could wave a magic wand and backfill a team of people behind me, I would definitely have a, a solid front-end developer, a back-end engineer, another designer, and a, an accounts manager or a project manager. Mm. <laughs> sounds
0: like the dream team, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's a typical agency model, um, but it, it works.
0: How, how, so at the moment, how, is, it, is it just yourself and Jen in the, in the business full-time and you just bring on contractors as, as you need them?
1: As of right now, it's just the two of us.
0: Right. Cool. Um, and so you do, and, and, and again, pardon my ignorance here, but you do design and development in-house?
1: Yes, we do everything. Jen and I do everything. We actually wow. don't use any subcontractors. Wow. Uh, we do uh, print design, brand design, you know, logo design, any type of marketing type material design, and then custom WordPress theme design and development. Cool. And
0: uh, what do you guys do when you're not working? How do, you, how do you unwind? I mean, I'm always fascinated by couples who work together.
1: Yeah, so we're fortunate, you know, living in Northern California at the base of the foothills, we are very close to a lot of amazing places. So we will often, and most of the time when we're away from, the work, from, the, from working, we try to leave the house and go on either day trip adventures or vacations. We're about 90 minutes away from Lake Tahoe and uh, the Sierra Nevadas. So we can be up in the mountains in a very short amount of time. Uh, Napa Valley is only about an hour or so from us. Then Yosemite is about three hours away. So we definitely are into hiking, kayaking, uh, just going out into nature away from the internet, away from phones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> get Enjoying off- a little bit of a break. Get off the grid and get disconnected for a while, hey? Yep. Um, <clears throat> Jen, Jen is uh, quite public in uh, speaking at conferences. You've got quite a good profile on the internet as well. I'm curious if it's, if that's been a because uh, I'm always I'm always always having this conversation with again with WordPress consultants who are saying, "Oh, you know, um, I'd love to speak, but I'm just you know terrified of getting out in front of people." I know personally that the idea of putting out content, whether it's a blog or a podcast, or whether it's speaking and doing presentations in front of large groups of people, is probably the best way to. Uh, raise your profile and attract new clients has that been something that's just come naturally to you guys or have you had to uh, kind of you know get over your own fears to put yourself out there and be quite public
1: so yes we both have had to work at it but you know, remember like I said I did want to be a lawyer so I, I've never had a problem talking in front of people and you know given a point of view and public speaking is one of those things that has come a little bit easier to Jennifer and I but it, like anything it's a craft and it's been honed and practiced And besides speaking at different events and podcasts, we help co-organize the Sacramento WordPress meetup Mm -hmm. and where we provide a venue for other speakers to get started, whether it's a five-minute lightning talk or a shorter presentation for them to help and give back to the WordPress community and then use that as a platform to help leverage other speaking engagements and bigger stages like WordCamps.
0: How um, how much work is involved in uh, organizing the average WordPress meetup?
1: The average WordPress meetup, if you have a good venue sponsor like we do, give a little shout out to Hacker Lab in Sacramento. They donate the space for us. They don't charge us any fees. They allow us to keep coming back month after month and reserve the same spot on the calendar. That's the the first hurdle to overcome and thankfully they help us out with that. And the second part is getting a constant stream of speakers is the hardest part of the meetup group. Mm. So we do. We run a rotation of lightning talks, which are we'll do like four 10 to 15-minute talks. We'll have, in the next month, we'll do a regular full session. Then we'll do a hands-on workshop where there, you don't need a speaker. Everyone just shows up, bring their laptops, ask questions, co-works, and then we'll try to filter in another uh, full session after that. And then rotate that sur- that that cycle three times a year. So we really only need eight full session speakers, and then the lightning speakers tend to come from the meetup group themselves for people trying to get their feet wet speaking.
0: So I'm curious how you uh, how you assess whether or not someone has an interesting topic and whether or not they're going to be a good speaker for a meetup.
1: So we have during the hands-on workshops, we always have a session or a section of the co-working space that we sit. we ask anyone who's interested in speaking to come talk to one of the organizers, pitch us an idea, answer any questions that you may have, and we'll offer feedback, advice, a help whatsoever. And if their idea sounds great, we book them in for a future talk.
0: Nice. Um, Did you guys start the Sacramento WordPress meetup, or is it something that you took over from someone else?
1: No. So it was a meetup group that had been in existence for quite a while. Uh, It went dormant. And then uh, Jake Goldman from Tenet moved from the East Coast out to the same town I live in and helped reboot the Sacramento WordPress meetup. And then we jumped in with them and helped start organizing.
0: Mm, nice.
1: Um, <clears throat> I've, just, I've just been
0: scrolling through your blog doing a bit of research for, uh, for this call. Uh, and I'm curious, you guys blog quite um, consistently and the content is good. I'm, I'm interested in, and you also blog a little bit about blogging, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, I'm curious as to, as to how you stay consistent. How do you find time and how do you find the topics and stay consistent? Because one of the things we know about blogging particularly is uh, if you start a blog and then stop, it's, it's, I, I think it's actually worse than not starting at all. Like if, if you're going to start a blog, you need to actually commit to that consistency. What are your secrets for for committing to that consistency and finding content that's going to be interesting for your audience?
1: So I don't want to take credit for Jen's work, but if you look on our posts on our blog, there's like 400 and something posts and like four and maybe five of them are mine. She does <laughs> the majority of all the blogging. Uh, I do not make the time for it. So, but I agree with you 100% that unless you're going to commit to a regular schedule, and that could be starting out at once a month or and then every two weeks, then every week or whatever the schedule works for you is commit to it or don't do it at all. I think a, a dormant blog is worse than uh, not having one at all. Uh, so Jennifer, the biggest thing that we found that works for her and speaking on her behalf is the way that we do organize a lot of things, including uh, publication schedule is we have a giant 36 by 48 inch uh, wall calendar and it's in her office. And it, we almost create like an editorial calendar. She blogs for a couple of other websites besides her own. and she keeps those deadlines in there so she knows that, okay, this week I need to write a post for this site next week for this site and then the weeks that are in between she writes for our site and it's just become a habit that she does and the way that she makes time for it is to not actually do it in her office where she does client work but she actually starts all of her posts with a binder and a pen that she keeps upstairs um, in our bedroom on the side on the nightstand and she'll jot down ideas and watching tv Um, then when it comes to actual writing she'll take to take her laptop and actually go outside or in the front room and do mo- all of her rough draft right in there.
0: Wow. Fascinating. And uh, she, of course, is a blogger for WP Elevation as well, a regular contributor to the WP Elevation blog. So it's good to see that she's got some systems in place to uh, keep it consistent there. Um, it's uh, – yeah, cause I'm, because the thing is I've always been <clears> – <throat> I've been, you know, particularly – bad at staying consistent uh with blogging over the years I much prefer podcasting because I frankly prefer talking to people than typing on a keyboard um but I'm always curious as to what people's workflows are with uh with blogging and you mentioned that she makes notes I kind of had this thing years ago where I used to just kind of collect what I called headlines I just like collect a little headline that I thought might be interesting to speak about and then when it was time to write I'd go back and visit all my ideas and pull out the one that resonated the most
1: oh yeah that's a great idea
0: Hmm. Um, what are you, what are you currently working on in born creative at, at this point in the business that's really got your, really got your blood pumping and that you're really excited about whether it's a project or whether it's some other development in the business, what is it that's really got you excited at the moment?
1: So right now, uh, last fall, I think around early November, we launched our complete rebrand. We redid everything on our entire company, uh, except the name. We kept the name and we redid everything, logos, uh, New website, new content, redid, everything went through a major brand overhaul and with the effect, with the intent of attracting the higher client profile that we wanted to start working with moving forward. And now that it's been out there for about seven months, we're starting to see the fruits of that return. Uh, the quality of inquiries that we're getting is improving. They're, the ones that were not a great fit are not even coming in anymore. And the ones that are coming in are closer to the budget ranges of projects that we want to work on and the type of clients. So working on mitigating that growth and building in and really refactoring our business processes to accommodate uh, larger projects and larger scale uh, clients who also have higher expectations has been really challenging and really fun for us to work on. Mm. Awesome. Um, nice
0: segue into the competition this week. Uh, so I was asking, um, asking Brian uh, pre-interview what his favourite book is at the moment and he said, well, Einstein, the biography written by Walter Isaacson, who of course also wrote the Steve Jobs biography. It's called Einstein, His Life and Universe by Walter Isaacson. We're going to give a copy of that away uh, this week right now. And in fact, in order to enter that competition, Brian, there is something that you would like to know from our audience. Do you want to share what that is?
1: Sure. So as a a growing agency owner looking to expand my team, I really want to know from the point of view of potential teammates, potential contractors, what is the most important thing that you look for before joining a new team or working with a new agency partner?
0: Nice. So leave that comment underneath this podcast, which is at wpelevation.com slash Brian Bourne, which is B-R-I-A-N-B-O-U-R-N, and there is no E on the end of it, uh, all one word, all lowercase, no spaces, hieroglyphics or other funny characters, uh, wpelevation.com slash Brian Bourne. Leave a comment underneath the podcast and tell Brian the number one thing that you look for when uh, considering joining a team, and that might give Brian and Jennifer some insight into uh, how they can be attracting uh, other team members. What? Why do you think? <clears throat> what? Like what, what? do you think? One of the benefits is if you're a, a freelancer at the moment, partnering up with an agency like yourself that has more resources. Why do you think that would be a good idea?
1: So for me, I've luckily I've had the benefit. I've never had to work alone. So I've always had a business partner built in from day one and the, just the ability to uh, be allowed to focus on what I'm good at and be able to do, you know, compliment Jennifer. And so she can focus in on what she is the best at, allows us to produce work that is greater than either of us could do on our own. Yeah. So that symbiotic relationship of, working together in partnerships is fantastic. And I really couldn't imagine working any other way.
0: Mm. And I think you make an interesting point there, being able to focus on what you're good at while there are other people in the team who focus focus on what they're good at.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Nice one. All right. Hey, we should do the elevation round. For those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So I'm going to ask Brian a series of quick questions, and hopefully Brian's going to give us a series of quick, mind-blowing answers off the top of his head. (laughs) Uh, What is the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know?
1: So I'm going to say for anyone who's trying to grow or start a freelance business is to email less. It sounds totally simple, but pick up the phone or meet your clients in person. It is amazing how much more productive and how much easier it is to communicate over the phone or video chat or whatever, but stop emailing and pick up the phone.
0: I absolutely agree. What is the best thing you've ever done to find new customers?
1: Uh, networking And it's been a combination of networking where our ideal clients go themselves and the networking within our peers, which has led to uh, amazing referral opportunities. How do you stop competing on price? So competing on price first is the acceptance that you're not going to compete on price. And then number two is building your own personal brand and finding a way to add value to your client services or your product services or your products. That way you are, it, it makes the comparison, not apples to apples not even necessarily apples to oranges. So when someone looks at you and they are going to compare you to others, that they just see so much more and your name stands on its own that much better.
0: Any tips on uh, writing better proposals?
1: Yes, I definitely believe you should treat your proposal as a marketing piece. Even though you may have a client who agreed to work with you on the phone, it's not said and done until that signature is received on the document and you have that first deposit. Uh, Part of our rebrand that I mentioned earlier is that we completely redid all of our uh, internal documents as well, including the proposal templates. And we went from an average eight-page document now to it's anywhere from 14 to 20 pages. We have a beautiful uh, template that Jen actually did in InDesign. Uh, and then i had to learn how to use in design but it has a uh, you know a great branded introductory cover it has like a cover letter introduction it brings in uh, customer testimonials and then the language was completely rewritten to be very firm but much more uh, easier to read for the customers and just so we look at this and it's almost more like a brochure talking about the company as well telling them how we're going to be able to help them what we're going to be able to do and then at the end, all the legal details that make it a binding contract.
0: Mm. Um, So it sounds like you're also managing expectations right from the get-go.
1: Absolutely, and providing as much information of what their project includes to show the value of working with us so that we aren't competing on price next to other people. Mm. And then also stating what's not included, that way when we continue working with them on an ongoing basis and upsell into future projects, it's very clear from the start what everyone gets for the investment that they're making.
0: Nice. Uh, Do you have a favorite tool? I think I know the answer to this. Do you have a favorite tool or
1: system for CRM? Yeah, so we manage our day-to-day operations besides email. We use Infusionsoft and uh, we use Basecamp, Mm -hmm. even though Basecamp's not a CRM, but we use it for um, all project management and several of our very technical, uh, savvy clients use Mm -hmm. Basecamp, Mm -hmm. and we actually use that as well to help manage everything. How do you find Infusionsoft? We only use a small percentage of the software, uh, but the parts that we do use, we find it invaluable. What what do
0: you use it for? You use it for onboarding, don't you, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, so we have an
1: onboarding process when uh, clients, you know, they make that first deposit, it triggers a series of messages. You know, one, managing expectations, uh, managing reviews, and then we also use the reminder section to... uh, to do internal reminders. And it's a simple checklist of things like, hey, this person signed up, make sure you create the Basecamp project. Um, send them a handwritten thank you card on our branded, newly printed cards that we created with the rebrand process. Mm. Um, you know, make sure that you tag them. We use the Infusionsoft tag system. That way a year from now we can do a quick search search all clients and we know who they are and what they bought. Mm. That way, if there's ever an issue with a plugin that we installed on their site or we want to be able to send them uh, you know, some form of marketing message in the future, we can separate our clients from people who subscribe to our blog.
0: Mm. Nice. I like it. Um, what is the best way to keep a project and a client on track apart from using Infusionsoft and Basecamp? <laughs>
1: Uh, the number one thing is mutually agreed upon uh, deadlines and then check-ins and not just a quick email. Hey, just want to make sure you got that. Pick up the phone and call them. Even if you just leave them a voicemail, um, there's a good chance you're going to catch the person while they're at their desk. If you call them during normal business hours, if not, they're more likely going to not ignore your voicemail than they will an email.
0: Yeah. Good advice. Um, Any ideas for getting referrals from existing clients?
1: You know, it sounds obvious, but number one, just ask. Um, I'm amazed at how many people won't ask their old clients of, hey, and just send them a quick message. Hey, I really enjoyed your project together. You, you're, you are the type of client I enjoy working with the most. Do you know anyone else in a similar situation that you think would be a good fit for me? Mm-hmm. Um, number two, what we do with our clients is we provide some form of ongoing value. And part of that is we use Infusionsoft and tags to send out email newsletters specifically to our clients, giving them reminders about uh, uh, plug-in features that come out with the latest update. Like one was when WordPress SEO did a complete rebuild and changed the way that they handled some of their social integration. We sent clients only um, an email newsletter all about those changes and what changes they should expect on the site and then gave a gentle reminder of hey, if you're in one of our ongoing maintenance support plans, you don't need to worry about this. We're doing it for you already.
0: Nice. You kind of plant
1: that seed and just you know, let them know and have the clients who didn't sign on with us at the end of the project, oh, if we were working with them, this would already be handled. <laughs> so a little slight upsell. And those little emails, and there have been things as simple as, you know, hey, WordPress 4.1 is available. Here's some new features, some articles. You know, make sure you update soon. And those have led into referrals to some of their contacts and then uh, new sales to existing clients.
0: Nice. Uh, I'm going to talk, I'm going to come back and loop back to those maintenance plans in a moment. Uh, Final question in the elevation round What is the number one thing that you can do to differentiate yourself? Because frankly, it seems like there is a WordPress consulting firm popping up on every street corner these days. How do you stand out from the pack?
1: So I think the number one way to do that is through educating others and helping out. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. And you can start small by just getting involved at your local WordPress meetup, whether that's giving talks or help organizing the group itself. There are ways you can get involved at a WordCamp that don't necessarily involve speaking. There's lots of volunteer roles. Uh, You can get involved on the .org support forums. You can get involved in some of the numerous WordPress Facebook groups or the Slack groups. And then if, if you're like me, Uh, The last choice is probably blogging, but, you know, like many people, they have found great success in being able to blog. But I think educating and continuing to give your knowledge and share what you've learned is a great way to separate yourself and help build a personal brand.
0: Nice. All good advice. Uh, Thank you for helping us get through the elevation round. Let's talk about these maintenance plans. How how do you... um I'm fascinated by maintenance plans because maintaining and supporting WordPress websites can be a real pain in the neck. Uh, How do you convince clients that they should get on a maintenance plan?
1: So the number one it's you know, it's about setting expectations. I tell them even during the sales call is that WordPress at the end of the day is software and like all software, it does require maintenance. It's not just a, once we're done, uh, you know, it's set it and forget it. There are updates that are required and by... Showing them that the history of updates that most of the time why they are stable sometimes there are issues and that really a proper uh, maintenance procedure should involve uh, pre testing on a staging site to make sure there are no issues before any of the, uh, the main sites are updated. So our plans aren't just we log in every once in a while and click some buttons to update it. We test everything on a staging URL, check for any conflicts, make sure WP debug is turned on, make sure none of our own code has been deprecated, make sure none of the, there's no conflicts with any plugin updates before we actually update a live site.
0: And do you get much pushback from clients uh, saying that, you know, that they don't want to commit to that ongoing fee and that they'll just manage it themselves?
1: I would say lately we've probably had about 50% that have signed on after the fact and then others that have decided to do it on their own. Um, and many of those that decided to do it on their own after a month or two have come back and says, yeah, I'm not doing this. I just want to focus in on, uh, focus in on managing my business and writing great content for my blog. Uh,
0: any, um, and any advice on how to actually manage those maintenance plans internally? Like, do you have a, like a, a favorite tool or system that you use?
1: Now, at this point, we just do mostly a manual process through a you know shared you know, password vault software like LastPass or One Password, and we just keep track of everything in Basecamp of you know what clients have, um, what sites we're maintaining, and then what level of maintenance and support they get. Some clients are maintenance and updates only. Others have so many hours a month of either uh, phone consulting, email troubleshooting, and an actual. That some even have up to a certain amount of hours per month of design and development changes.
0: Cool, nice, I like it a lot. Hey, uh, what's the future for Born Creative? Where do you think you guys are gonna be in the next 12 months time?
1: So I I don't want to put a twelve month timeline on it because if it doesn't happen in twelve months I don't want to be on your show again when you ask me hey what happened when I asked you so the future for us you know now that we've uh, you know we feel really good about the position that we've put ourselves in following our rebrand is to continue that trajectory and to grow in the way that is important to us and not just growth for the sake of growth so we are looking for the next great team member looking to build a remote team of developers and designers to continue working in the way that we want, just at a bigger scale.
0: Nice. Well, I will loop back in 12 months time and... (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, You're off the hook. Hey, um, what is the number one piece of advice, just before we wrap up, what is the number one piece of advice you would give to any entrepreneur looking to build their own business?
1: Don't do it alone. So you may not have the luxury of having a partner like I have from day one, Find a peer group, whether it's online, even better if you can find someone in person to go have coffee with once a month and just bounce ideas with and talk through some of the issues of, that come with freelancing, because unless you're another freelancer, they have no idea what it's really like to work on your own and to live with the fact that if you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm. so find and there's formal mastermind groups uh jen has been in numerous ones over the years and that we have invested uh, money into the various programs and we have found them to be uh, very valuable and have been a great sounding board for ideas and advice
0: good advice i couldn't agree with you more um hey brian where can people reach out and say thank you for this interview
1: So anytime on Twitter at Brian Bourne or on our website at BourneCreative.com, anything else I really don't pay much attention to.
0: Beautiful. And uh, finally, who would you like me to try and interview and why?
1: I'm going to suggest my friend uh, Greg Franklin from Desktop Server. So he is another California guy. He's down in Southern California. A desktop Server, for those who don't know what it is, is a product for local development for building websites on your local machine to make it faster and easier. And Greg is a great guy. I use his product every single day, and he is definitely very involved in the WordPress community. I think I met. I think I met Greg at
0: WordCamp Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. He goes to a lot of WordCamps. Yeah. They, they sponsor quite a few of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I met Greg at uh, WordCamp Chicago. All right, Greg Franklin from uh, Desktop Server, which is ServerPress. Is that right? Correct. There we go. I'm coming to get you courtesy of Brian Bourne for the podcast. Keep your eyes on your inbox. Uh, hey, Brian Bourne, thank you so much for joining us on the WP Elevation Podcast. I really appreciate you taking some time out to uh, chat with us and uh, wish you all the best for the future of Bourne Creative and uh, stay in touch.
1: Thank you, Troy. I really enjoyed myself. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Thanks, Braun. Cheese. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals. You can get the plug-in for just $1 for your first month by going to videousermanuals.com slash podcast. Support for WP Elevation also comes from Audible. You can get your free audiobook and a free 30-day trial by visiting wpelevation.com slash audible. That's wpelevation.com slash audible. Please subscribe to the WP Elevation podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating and a review. Everything we spoke about in this episode, all the links and resources will be at wpelevation.com slash Brian Bourne. That's B-R-I-A-N B-O-U-R-N. There is no E on the end of Bourne. And that, of course, is all one word, all lowercase, no underscores, hyphens, tildes, or other funny hieroglyphics wpelevation.com slash Brian Bourne and you'll be able to find everything there and please leave a comment underneath the episode and you'll be in the draw to win a copy of uh, Einstein's autobiography written by Walter Isaacson. Hey, next week on the podcast we have Adam Warner, co-founder of Foo Plugins. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are too. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as we are. Until next week, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate!